0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: The lament was echoed and parried by black professionals across the country. I don't want to be a black writer. I just want to be a writer. Stood next to his twin. I'm not a black doctor. I'm just a doctor who happens to be black. The reflex, of course, was one of navigation, a reaction to being battered by a generation of Reaganism, to the hostilities and pigeonholing of a white world that felt no hesitation to say to a black person's face that affirmative action is the only reason you have a job. The pressures and demands of the black and the human desire for individuality, the need to strike one's own course. Nevertheless, I cannot recall a single white writer even among those who earned a living writing primarily about black subjects or issues lamenting or diluting their whiteness the navigation reached the same destination being black was ballast was ballast to be shed and if it could not be shed it needed to be neutralized tiger woods did not invent erasure but he would become one of his most prominent important and tragic practitioners if oj felt no social responsibility to the economic and political status of black people he nevertheless understood the currency that came with being black being black made him an american success story the self-made superstar in the white world it made him unique it made him an aspiration It made him money increased his commercial and sex appeal woods took the extraordinary step of erasing the idea of being black itself oj erased black as a political anchor tiger did both first adopting an apolitical posture then reducing his black heritage altogether by referring to himself as cablin asian a composite created during his adolescence to describe what he referred to as his caucasian black and asian heritage in the one industry where black people dominated the nationwide imagination the culture and the talent its superstars actively practice erasure avoiding comment on even the most pedestrian of current events often growing annoyed at even the remotest suggestion of advocating for a black concern hey welcome to the black out test podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on saturday morning ready to saturday afternoon kind of ready to do some feedback (laughs) You'll find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Search the Black Test. leave us five-star reviews on those platforms, and we will read them on the show on iTunes and Stitcher, especially, Um uh, the official weapon of the show is... The Taser. An unofficial sport. Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme! Uh, and that excerpt was from, uh, Full Dissidence by, uh, Howard Bryant um and it just kind of brought up like uh i'm reading this chapter right now well i actually just got done with this chapter but it's called the worst thing in the world and it's about how being black is considered the worst thing in the world yes it is and so much is done to avoid just being quote-unquote black like not just black but just being black like in the public consciousness and especially for athletes and he just goes through like some you know oj tiger woods um uh i'm forgetting the uh tennis player's name but uh like he he just goes through some of the um keys her last name is keys i can't remember her first name that's my bad but uh yeah he just madison keys he just goes through some of the um peop some of the people that have like rejected their blackness honda or just you know did this thing where it's like clearly all these black people in the world are also living and they're fans and they see you and they identify with you and they want to you know they want to champion you and then so often our black stars are like well I'm not black I'm biracial or I'm not black uh, I'm OJ or I'm not black I'm Cablan Asian or you know like there's like and people go well they're embracing all of their heritage or whatever like no it's why like why people say that bullshit right well some black people will make that defense of them too but and maybe they feel that way inside that that's what they're really doing but in in america choosing to be black is a political choice just as much as choosing not to be identified as black and saying you want to be something else because blackness is the thing that people are always trying to escape people do it with their work right it's i don't want to be you know like you said i want to be a black writer i'm a writer i just happen to be black you know or something like that because the assumption is there's this equal merit and playing field out there and i happen to be excellent at it and i don't want to just talk about or be considered limited to black topics but you know as he brought up you never see that way with, with like white white people never have to do that they never have to have like a uh what are they call it maya i forget what it's called but they never have to have that moment where they have to come out and be like alright guys I know I write for the source and I write about hip hop and a lot of you guys consider me a white writer but I'm not a white writer I'm just a writer who happens to be white they never have to have that moment because for them they get the whiteness gets to uh, encapsulate everything it gets to consume everything talk about everything be an authority on everything even your blackness and so with black people it's like we're always trying to escape this this weight and that's dragging us down and that cost comes down to our superstars our political figures even our us individually you know um so i just love this fucking book it's so good and
0: a lot of it uh, truth be told white supremacy has really just fucked everybody up it's literally fuck people up even if people not aware of why they do certain things and why they say certain things a lot of it is rooted in white supremacy because that's the only thing that has basically dictated particularly here in the united states and dictated and determined that whiteness is over everything and if you are not white you are less than if you are not white i'm questioning everything about you if you if, 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 if if you bring your brown ass over here you better not make us feel uncomfortable you better not point out your blackness you better not tell us that you are different even though we're gonna let you know every day you're goddamn different we're gonna let you know every day you don't belong here we're gonna remind you the only reason why that you're here is because rules that we quote unquote had the compassion to pass your way is the only reason why your black ass even in the room we're we're gonna let you know we're gonna remind you about this and so people that are like i'm black fuck it they're the ones that get chastised. They're the ones that get kicked out of rooms. They're the ones that get limited a lot of the times, depending on sports or, or, or whatever they're doing. They're they, they and particularly if you're the first one, you're you're the one that actually is is, is the martyr, the very first one. Mm-hmm. You're the one that that actually uh, makes people highly upset. a lot of times, generations after you benefit from the first one, and a lot of times people have to realize people want to call a lot of Black people coons and all this other bullshit. When you don't realize, a lot of them had to do with a lot of shit that we will never have to deal with or not lifetime i'm just keeping it real we will never have to deal with certain things yes we do have racism yes we do have oppression yes we do have white supremacies, and these things directly impact us but there are stories in our lifetime that we will never know about black people that did certain things and they might not be the people that, that that was at the woolworth that got kicked out they might not be you know the tuskegee airmen they might not be these people but but there are other things that have caused a shift in our nation and for me it's
1: very um
0: it's it's like I catch twenty two. So I understand both
1: ways. Drink. Go ahead. It's an inside joke. Okay.
0: <laughs> and so so I understand uh both ways when it comes to that because you have people that's like, look, I just wanna be excellent at what I do and I don't wanna be forced to talk about my race every fucking time i enter a goddamn room i just want to come in here and just be excellent at whatever the fuck it is i don't want you constantly asking me questions i don't want to represent the race i you know i just want to be whatever it is that i'm going to be but at the same time you have people going oh you look like me you like me you know i i can identify or i relate to you you know cheering and rooting you on and when you do this this is slapping the face to all of those people out there that are like bitch what
1: well, they've successfully made being black a burden to be shed right and so right. that's why you had that feeling of people that are like i don't want to have to explain for the race i don't want to have to answer for this i just want to be in this situation it's why so many people make art that's like they want to make art absent the trauma of blackness because to a certain extent blackness is trauma in america it can't it can't be escaped you know and i think that's why you see people crying about like there's so many slavery movies when we know you can statistically go through each year and find that there may be one movie about slavery right maybe, maybe many years Yeah, some years, just, yeah, some years there are zero none. <laughs> right um, and there are some years where there may be one but no one saw it so it didn't really happen correct but the point being like there's a reason we get triggered by that trauma and go back to like the whole world is against us it's terrible i don't want to see that and at the same time we don't really support the um that those visions because we know those things aren't real you know i i like i love the photograph but there's a reason that photograph didn't pull in tyler perry money you know everybody right. claimed they wanted that shit but they, they feel it feels inauthentic to them that there isn't trauma in there because that blackness isn't like that's not the black experience to them mm-hmm. you know um it's, and it's, so I think there's this, this albatross that we're always running from just always hanging over us and that's one of the things with race and uh the other thing I would throw in there too is America does promote an individualism to everyone it's how capitalism is able to work. It's why um, people worship billionaires and success stories and stuff like this. Because it tells you, like, this person had the thing to make it. You know? And we do a little less emphasizing of they had the structural things to make it. They had the good fortune to make it. We, we, you know, we like to credit everything, the hard work, and all this stuff. So, in a world where being black is mostly admonished until you're successful, and then it's oh my god you did this while being black and there's two responses to that right there's you did this while being black people and you don't deserve the praise there's no in between and so is it i think we it ends up with a lot of us trying to learn not to hate ourselves and a lot of us either shedding that or buying completely into that and he really man like he has a chapter about integration among with white society essentially and how how it turns our our kid like these are the dreams of our ancestors and our parents was like i want to get my kid into a school with like white people because that's Mm -hmm. what the resources are Mm -hmm. and they might you know and of course you're subjecting them to a different type of trauma and violence of being the only nigger in the class yes sir but you're also low-key like that that is quote-unquote better than some of the opportunities left behind in the You know economically uh stagnant uh you know politically there's just no resources coming in under resourced black communities so okay we're busting our kid to a violent situation to sort of escape blackness once again Mm -hmm. but then what do we do when we when we with those kids right those kids were like oh you're not black you're insufficiently black. You're not connected enough to your culture. Right. You're not, um, you know, you, you do believe you're, you're a special snowflake. Um, you, you know, you marry interracially. You, uh, like we, we admonish them for that and go, you know, even though this was the dream. This was the, the dream. The dream of their parents was to put them on a path to integration, to equality, mm-hmm. to blending in to white society and Correct. being able to experience success. And yet on an individual level, We admonish them for essentially their parents' choices that put them in those situations. You know, um, and so it's just, it's just such a, it's such a great book and it's short, but he really thought of, he's getting so much in there pound for pound. Howard Bryant is, is really, really fucking smart yeah
0: and i will continue to say my be the word of the day it all boils down to white supremacy because that's the shit that fucks everybody up because uh statistically and a lot of people that know history about like schooling and teaching and integration of schools they will tell you that when schools were segregated uh the, a lot of the black teachers actually cared about the students and a lot of students actually did better um as far as learning and shit like that they were seen as individual they grew and shit like that did not have the goddamn funding um and whenever you had this separation and this integration which is what which is what we wanted it, like you say you fall into this path where okay white is better okay that's when the money is that's where i put my kids that's where the resources is that's where i'm putting my kids oh i have a choice now i don't have to send my kid to the all-black school and a lot of it ends up um
1: Making the culture better, but also hold, hurting the culture at the same well, time. those well, same black kids, one, they're experiencing trauma from these white people. You know, I've talked about this before on the show, where I was like talking about how I needed to learn to have some level of like forgiveness and understanding of the plight of those kids because I wasn't one. Correct. You know what I mean? And yeah, be- I had to too, yes. And because, um, and i easily could have been one because i was smart i was put in those academically gifted classes where i was the only black person and shit if it wasn't for that hybrid of coming back home to yorkwood every day you know what i mean if it wasn't for that i i don't know what would have happened to me you know what i mean because then i may have bought into that shit of whatever but for me it was like no i'm not special i'm not uh i'm smart because i'm smart but i'm not individually different from these black kids because i gotta go right back to that neighborhood and get on that bus and if i gotta fight a nigga today i'm gonna have to fight a nigga if i you know um if i try to come in here and talk the talk of uh that i talk in this class and bring that back to my neighborhood i'll stand out like a sore thumb so i have to learn to talk languages my my black neighborhood language and my you know white people in ag class language you know shit like that and and so i and i know i'm not the only one in that boat you know and maybe at, a, at such a young age i could not have possibly known but maybe i politically made that choice of no i'm black like i'm not rod i'm not Roderick, i'm not gonna come in here and be like hi guys i'm Roderick, and fuck those niggers right i'm not gonna do that so maybe i was making a choice the whole time it just never felt like a choice to me but imagine if i would have made that other choice and been like no i want to be upwardly mobile i want to get out of that neighborhood and never come back i want to and maybe i would have been in there like okay how do i get into the social circle of these white people whose class i'm in how do i because these are my classmates too how do i get to go to their parties how do i date these girls that are here like because it never really crossed my mind I just you know to me it never was a decision but looking back at especially at how he broke it down I'm like I can see how you could easily fall into that not meaning bad or whatever and then you become hypnotized by this like white supremacist structure that your brain is in now where you kind of hate yourself you kind of hate your own people you kind of want to escape the hatred of blackness so you want to distance yourself from it and maybe then you're, when you do eventually have to come back, cause, uh, when well, you eventually do have to come back, maybe that's why you're not greeted with that, you know, that, that positivity and community because you, you haven't built community. You haven't really flourished in community. And, you know, the ties that bind, bind are a little bit deeper than skin color. So you're kind of, you know, out of one world and out of the others. Like I said, great book, man. Full Dissidents by Howard Bryant. I really can't recommend it enough. I'm only about halfway through, but he's just he's just nailing it.
0: And also, I think for me, like you said, I had to learn how to have be more understanding to that too. Because, like for me, I I don't know. I guess it's a quote unquote privilege. Uh, I, I was black and I was reminded, my, my black ass was black all the time. So there was no question. There was no identity crisis, but I also didn't grow up in like a mixed household. I didn't grow up around a lot of white people. So for me, I didn't, I never really had that outside influence. When I interacted with white people, there, it was in a school interaction, you know, what I mean, yeah. school environment, you know, and so it was always a quote unquote wall of separation. And I had, you know, niggas around me that were, you know, watch out for them black, white folks, you know, and shit like that, you know, uh, and they dealt with real racism and shit like that. So, you know, the, the, the trust and all that stuff was not the same. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not a fact that I didn't trust white people. I was like, okay, I know white people exist, but you know, I'm like, they cool, you know, and for me, I'm, i never really bought into the colorblind thing because i was always reminded of my color so well, our
1: city has allowed us that though that's true too we live in a very we live in a pretty black city you know we would have been up in fucking like oregon or somewhere like, fucking right. like it, you know maybe you have a black enclave that's a couple of blocks or a couple of miles of neighborhoods but it's not the same you know what i mean mm-hmm. like like we definitely you know have we had black mayors and black right you know like it was a little bit different not that we were some type of mecca but Mm-mm. just that even that is like you said it's almost feels like a privilege that right you didn't have to worry because i never had a identity crisis like that you no know? Like, and that, and
0: that's why i couldn't kind of relate or understood like like it it, it took me i'm keeping re- re-evaluating almost like I took my life experience and, and was like, well, everybody had this life experience. And I found out that is not a true statement. I also had to uh, check myself and ask myself, why do I get upset when these people, uh, come out and they'd be like, well, you know, I'm shocked or I'm surprised or I'm appalled. And I'm like, well, nigga, you black, you know, like, like, like I had to get out of that immediately judging them mm-hmm. and acting like something. It was a default in them fulfilling that way now i'm like oh okay i understand how you feel that way i understand why you got to that conclusion i i I completely understand that and like you said it's a form of a privilege that i didn't realize it was a privilege but it was a form of a privilege going no i'm black i i I didn't have to go through well what race am i
1: there's such a sense of betrayal when a black person chooses to not be black right because you know legally the laws never allowed that Mm -mm. (laughs) and um societally it's not truly allowed so the rejection feeling is the feeling that we're all afraid of it's, right it's what i you know like you know it's easy to point out tiger woods or madison keys or somebody like it's easy to be like damn that really hurt watching this person essentially turn their back on black people as if right. i'm not one of y'all and i think that's what it was. it was it was that pain that made me have this feeling like yeah the fuck you mean same for me and i think when uh this book goes through kind of like well a lot of these kids and a lot of these choices were the dream right so this was the dream of many of our ancestors and shit and when you look at it that way it's all it's for me it's it's kind of a um, i mean i've been this way for a while but i have empathy for those people mm-hmm. because it's like damn you're you're fucked up and in denial of the realness of this shit and you know within a certain level i'm to me it's easy to understand and forgive to a certain level i'm not talking about like these full-blown republicans i hate black people people. i'm not talking Talking about about them them. we're
0: talking about people that still have compassion for for, for black people
1: there's some black people that just don't get it or they don't get it yet you know i remember once we had a person on our show uh danny and we were talking about some topic about either race or police or something and it was, uh, when we did a live show with Shadow Dog mm-hmm. and she was going into these answers about like, you know, cause she was raised and like, it sounded like she was raised mostly by her white family. Right. For her formative years and then at some point they sent her down to be with her black family. Mm-hmm. And I think it sounded to me like they sent her down to be with her black family cause they was on some like, listen we love you we white we can't give you the full nutritional like like what you need as a black woman in this world to survive we can't give you that and we're we see that we're not preparing you correctly so we need to send you to be with your father's side of family uh, especially during your teen years so you can kind have this experience um and that was you know i remember that conversation and it's like the room wanted to turn on her like it's like if the room could have eaten her at that time i felt like the room could have ate her and i wanted and and my point was like that response of us wanting to turn on her for having this different experience than us and what possible conclusions could she possibly have reached from this different experience that was us feeling like our own traumas and our own like rejections and all that stuff and and, and, and
0: and the thing is a lot of it is everybody at some way shape form anybody that's blackness uh black adjacent brown you know other uh, has had some form of trauma that has been placed upon them and you don't even realize it's trauma most people just consider what that's just the way life is until something taps on that, that that vein of trauma and once it does it comes out Really hard, and it comes out really harsh, and it's nasty, and it's ugly. Because sometimes you don't even know it's dead, and it's been tapped. You're like, the fuck is this? And you're like, why do I feel this way? Why am I? Why am I instantly getting angry? Why am I instantly getting mad? Why does this make me feel like this person has turned their back on me when actually they haven't? You you just feel that way based off of emotional trauma from your past. Guess what? Which you need to address, which has nothing to do with them
1: yeah so it, it was anyway this book is just making me think about all those things and um you know it definitely brought up those chapters of just you know michael jordan and uh, and um michael jordan and tiger woods and you know just all these people madison keys all these people trying to like escape and run from the their their blackness and how it was the story i mean this was the story with tiger woods i remember it was a black golfer and then one day he's just like i'm cablin asian and it's 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 like this extra feeling of just like damn like you slapped us in the face like you you don't want us and the only and the only thing you're gonna get from white people is not acceptance you're gonna get money but you're gonna always be a nigga to them so you and could, that's the
0: part we like and, and i think that's the frustrating part when we're like we want you to understand a turn right. will come so you may as well accept that you're being black and that's all we want right and i don't
1: wish that on you i don't know like don't. i don't want nothing bad to happen no, to people and i and i re, i used to be more upset about it but now i just feel more sorry about it right like damn that's really sorry that you still have this internalized shit to run to distance yourself from us um but there's something about it where like i said um i also understand it now you know what i mean where 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 they're just running to where they want to they want to be respected and seen as individuals and all that shit and they're never going to get that because you're not white you're Mm -hmm. never going to get it
0: Right, because the machine of whiteness, just in totality, that's what it does. Right, and it's one of those things where, and it consistently does it. Like it's 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 a a equation that always kicks out the same answer. You're a nigger. Like at the end of the day, no matter what you do, no matter what, no matter how much you divide, multiply, add, what you do, the answer is going to be the same. And so, you know, a lot of people have been through that, and it's almost like we want to warn you. Like we like we don't care about you going up, but we just was like, hey, don't you know, don't forget you know at any time this will happen because if you, if you don't prepare yourself the turn is devastating and also a lot of people they're not where me and you are what they do they turn against these people before they turn against them and this is why they get turn caught against
1: these people before they turn against them what do you No,
0: mean? a lot of times you have black people that turn against people and have it quote unquote accepted whiteness and kind of separated themselves. Um, we turn first, which means we'll say you're not black. Right. We'll we we'll, 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 we'll call you bad witch. Like we'll attack you, but that attack people attacking you is out of hurt and pain of of you rejecting them so right. they go well i'll reject you before you reject them and so because for a lot of them they know that that's their biggest fear is not being accepted into blackness a lot right. of them and so a lot of times you have these unnecessary battles that actually don't have to be there when actually we are actually here for each other but you have hurt people hurt people and then the hurt people is already hurt turn around and hurt those people too and so it's particularly on social media you have these people i'm black i'm blackly black i'm black y'all but then that bitch right there fuck her. you know right. and you're like the fuck is this
1: yeah i always kicking someone out of blackness right
0: when i don't believe in kicking nobody out of blackness you black i don't care what happens to you your black experience whatever your experience is a goddamn black experience
1: yeah i just feel like um you know that like they get they're just trying to explain away or at least um achieve that same level of respect but you know you can't it's essentially you're a special nigger and then you're just a nigger that's it they not and it's not but and they all it's like i feel like there's a resentment game that comes down on black culture like we did that we didn't do shit you know like oh like there's a like we didn't make none of the one drop rule laws or we any sure of that didn't. shit. but it's like the resentment isn't fully focused and thought through because mm-hmm. a lot of the resentment is on us it's on well why black people got to see everything as black and white and shit and it's like okay so you're in denial and now you gotta be tiger woods like you gotta be the next person you gotta be the oj or the whoever you gotta be this person now because you don't want to be that and then uh, the other thing too i think about too especially with our show you know it's why i don't really get too hyped up about like you know and then this tv network's gonna make us do this Mm -hmm. or this radio station or this podcast network is gonna try to get with us i don't really worry about that shit because we have choked we made a political choice to be right. a black show you know and it's and there's no if ands or buts around it people search our our find our podcast by putting black podcasts Mm-mm. in google and it's itunes and shit. there is no uh, and we don't make the black show for white people we mm-hmm. don't do the you know i'm just a quirky black guy and you know you can feel any way you want to about this no we don't do that and that is gonna always kind of limit us you know so yeah and that's um, a choice that we made and we are comfortable in making that decision right so gotta live with it right (laughs) butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow. A reading rainbow. I can be anything. Take a look. It's in a book. A reading rainbow.
2: A reading rainbow.
1: oh man black history month almost over y'all black history got like seven more days or something like that mm-hmm. and you know what though this time kind of ready for it to be over it's been tough mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on It's so much uh-uh. pressure on these black celebrities not to die in february come on, i feel folks. so bad for them come on y'all got a few more days janae dubois died um pop smoke got killed this week i feel like every day you wake up it's like another another black person celebrity dead it's like man this this is turned into motherfucking final destination for <laughs> black people come on the fuck is happening this month but uh yeah let's uh get into uh some of the things you guys did for the show of course for feedback we have uh voicemails we have uh emails we have comments you have website the website com um we have um all kinds of reviews five star reviews you left on itunes and uh stitcher and all that stuff but uh first and foremost we like to talk about the people that gave us the money i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment Today today's a new day new day new current say miss hathaway it all rhymes uh, thank you for a current donation nick nicholas z our boy bomani jones the right time a great interview with Howard Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a great interview with uh, bruce bowen i was listening to today um, never thought i'd like bruce bowen but here we are noel w our girl, Sonia B. We saw her at the, um, library. Mm-hmm. She just became a brand new recurring donator. Yay! Welcome to the new members class. Uh, Conrad will walk you through the steps. He will. Olivia from Chicago. Uh, Pete B. Renate M. David in Brooklyn. Black Film Press Comics. Ricky A. Pretty Ricky, what they call her. Laura F. Triangle Wine Co. Just sent us some wine last week. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Uh, Chris... From from Hawaii, Kalani G. Met him out in uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Tabitha M. April G. Brianna F. Cora A. Detikula, Alexis H. Tanya S. And that's everybody. on, today's a new day, but there is no sunshine. Nothing but clouds and the sun and the heart and it feels like a cold night. It ain't easy, but today's a new day.
0: But tell me, where are my blue skies?
2: Where is that love,
0: is the love and
2: the joy that you promised me? Tell me it's all right. The truth is I almost gave up. My powers that I can't explain Fell from heaven like a shower I smile, on, no. even though it hurts me I smile,
0: yeah, I, I know God is working So I smile, uh, even though I've been for a while still. I smile, Hallelujah.
1: smile uh, It's so hard to look up when you look down I sure would hate
0: to
2: see you give up
1: now. You look
2: so much better when
1: you smile. Alright, let's get into y'all five star reviews. Y'all did leave a few, and we thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we got four new ones. Uh, Military Son. I don't remember if I read this one last time. With While my son is becoming a Marine, I have his phone. And I'm giving all my favorite podcasts five stars thanks for all the great podcasts over the years soon to be military mom april five stars thank you thank you. we appreciate you Mm -hmm. shout out to uh, the trust of your mom having your phone I mean Mm -hmm. you must be a good kid you ain't you know it's like I was looking at his phone what is all these pics doing in here you know (laughs) we got one for the spoiled movie reviews going premium has saved me five stars going premium has saved me from watching movies that I wouldn't have liked it has allowed me to talk about movies i haven't seen and don't plan on seeing <laughs> to people who think it's the best movie ever and why haven't you seen it and i'm able to recount the movie to them as if i have seen it you have you have uh cliff great notes. you have great perspective on movies that you don't hate on them but you can find some good in almost everyone i love that about your podcast april mick thank you april thank you yeah we cliff knows some movies apparently yeah you know what man like i I don't think i de- reviews reviews always the most detailed, but I, I do probably i don't i'll say it every time somebody leaves a review for the four movie reviews i feel like our reviews are special because we don't just try to shit on the movie right, right. like i try to think of the good and i try to th- even when i don't enjoy some shit i still try to think of like well i can see someone liking it for this reason and even when i enjoy something uh i will try to go out of my way to figure like well maybe there are people that are complaining about this thing or that thing um because i really do find like that balance is important um and i i think a lot of the movie reviews i listen to just kind of either turn into a roast in the movie right or it turns into like a you can't say nothing but that this movie is great or shut the fuck up thing and i don't i don't really like either one of those things that's not funny to me Mm -mm. what was i thinking five stars about a few years ago i subscribed to this podcast and at the time i was like this podcast wasn't for me so i unsubscribed but then i heard about this podcast on another podcast so i gave them another listen and i haven't regretted it since then i love listening to that take on current events and really love rod's sarcasm and i love when he goes on a quote-unquote rant and karen is like don't listen to him Get <laughs> <laughs> can't tell the money uh lol give them a listen and i promise you won't regret it and this is by it's i think it's teaching underscore KC, but it's kind of spelled with some different letters so i'm not 100 sure no
0: problem we we know we have a complex relationship with some. our listen this is a lot of people that was like i didn't like y'all at first but now i love you
1: i appreciate a good we came back and we came back around you came
0: back around i
1: appreciate that okay it's hard what we do out here mm-hmm. uh and five stars is uh black black out to us this is from Ernest.com who says five stars three flame emojis as the title and then laughing emoji as the um as the review see yeah i mean i told y'all you didn't have to put no words pretty sure you just got the record for shortest review of all time Mm -hmm. We, we will take it three flame emojis and laughing i mean who don't speak that come on okay we appreciate it uh, let's go to the website, theblackguywhotips dot com, where we have uh, our episodes. And it, it, after each episode is posted, you can leave comments, you can vote in the polls, all that stuff. Uh, the 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 feedback episode was easy because we didn't have much feedback on the feedback. Uh, no comments on twenty forty three monsters and saints, and the poll, no comments on the poll. But the poll was, have you heard the Lil Wayne album yet? Yes or no? No. Eighty nine percent of the audience have not, and eleven percent have heard it no one left a comment so i'm assuming it was not flame emojis i'm assuming so too i didn't see a lot of comments uh the next episode was 2044 big mama getaway driver we did this one with brandon uh dia says question regarding the discussion on international films was your guest saying that every voting member of the academy needs to see every film or just that every mpaa film that made it to nomination Uh, i and i see several international subtitle films a year and i wanted to be on on the twitter discussions about how many great international subtitle films there are until the discussions became very elitist and privileged now there was one person i saw people retweeting who shared a very ignorant view of internationality subtitle films uh or internationally subtitle films but the comments let some other communities catch strays off trying to dunk on him people with real reading difficulties people who have limited incomes people who work eat sleep and repeat etc um i would have enjoyed those conversations more if it was i'm excited people are recognizing international films you are in for a treat and here is how and where you can expand your horizons uh also i live in a metroplex of nearly 7 million people i guess metropolis of, of nearly 7 million people and when i saw parasite it was only playing in three areas all in the artsy very affluent areas places people tell me feel intimidating sometimes those artsy spaces are not very welcoming especially the non-whites well that's a lot to think about dia um i think they played in artsy areas here too they did yeah. uh it also came to voodoo much faster than other movies I, I just bought it on voodoo a few weeks ago actually it was out like i think before the oscars were out you could get it on voodoo um but uh i didn't see the discussions i like yeah I stay i'm with not joking with y'all man when i say i'm trying to use social media differently i'm not right. joking when i say i'm not trying to be involved in these movie discussions mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. want to talk to people about the box office no more nope i don't want to talk to people about people ignorant and stupid their fanhood their fan bases Mm -mm. um and some stuff is just opinion like for me uh reading subtitles for anime in my house makes me fall asleep i don't know why i fucking love anime y'all listen to the show y'all know i love anime it's Mm -hmm. my heart but if it's like if i can't if i can't like hear the dubbed version I, I can't make it through it's like it'll take me forever to watch a series because i'm like watching for 10-15 minutes and you know reading 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 and i'm just like <sighs> and i'm like waking up like wait when the fuck did naruto do that you know so um for me you know that's part of it of course everyone now pretty much has add from all their tablets and multitasking
0: right and a lot of people they're like if it ain't if if, if it's
1: something where i can't immediately get into it, they're liable to jump to something else right well just not just that but even if you're into it if you like look down to tweet something right. or fold some clothes or some shit and then the next thing you know you're like i don't understand what just happened because your brain went on cruise control you come back to and you didn't really understand things so there's that Agreed. extra level of processing there um and then like, everything you brought up about people not having the money uh limited theaters for these releases um so yeah there could be a lot of you know other issues around it um i think in general though uh that's just what happens on twitter when someone puts out it's like what we talked about on the show with that article someone puts out that bombastic opinion and it doesn't leave a lot of room for discussion Mm-mm. and then of course everyone dunks on them and then some people catch strays in that and now it's a whole fucking clusterfuck whole deal um so and then back to brandon i don't think brandon was saying they need to see every international film. I think he was saying of the films nominated, they need to see every film, period. And why, why should you get to have a vote if you don't even take the time to look at all the films that are nominated? You know, I think, you know, and which I think is reasonable, you know, uh, as a request, but, uh, you know, that we found out in the past they don't have to do that. No, they don't, apparently. So was there anything you were going to add?
0: Oh, and and I, and it's one of those things, where it's almost like a catch twenty-two because I'm assuming this person lives outside of the United States, so I do understand that feeling. A lot of times, it's American elitism going. I, you know, if well, it, I don't know if Dia lives outside the United States. Okay, Uh but uh whenever you know these foreign films come to the states and we even said that they want to put them in a separate category a lot of times they're hard to see you can't get to them and, and that's I think that's purposefully done so that the masses won't go out and see a lot of these actually probably brilliantly made movies because they don't have access to them and or they don't even know they exist or they
1: don't care correct I mean that's the other thing like the the general public does not have to care about the shit people care about I agree and, and, then, and on top of that a lot of times people say they care about shit they don't yeah like when you need an action to meet the the, all that talking they not there for that they there to do the talking right because
0: like you said a prime example is the photograph this is the shit that people quote unquote claim they won't it should have been it should have fucking ran with the month of february it should have been like this is the
1: number one movie all month long but you know you didn't get that why because y'all niggas just talking well it's black history month it's valentine's um it's no trauma it's you know black leads uh all these things that supposed to just add up to a hit and nah because you know people talk a good game but you just can't trust these motherfuckers make the thing you want to make and let niggas get over it you know because that's gonna happen anyway all the shit they call traumatic they go see so you just gotta you just gotta live it with it and live with their opinions on it. They gonna be mad. Everything's about us now with social media, they're gonna be mad, they're gonna be triggered, they're gonna write the think pieces, they're gonna cancel you. All of that shit, and you know what? At the end of the day, you're gonna be fine. Correct. You know, Lena Wave put out that film. Lena Wave doing interviews in France now. She's gonna be just fine. She's gonna be fine. Um, you know, Issa Rae seems to really try to go out of her way to like not be problematic for folks, mm-hmm. and you know, they still gonna oh, it's boring. It's not. They're gonna find a way to to assassinate your character. So you just gotta do you. Yep. Um, Sofa King says y'all's comments on Bloomberg ads. Make me want to ask, do they have the Bloomberg ads on the radio in Charlotte that are narrated by Michael Douglas? I don't know because I don't listen to the radio. radio, Yeah, the radio I wouldn't know. I know for TV. They're hilarious to me because towards the end, this nigga dead ass says something that sounds like I'm Michael Douglas and I play the president in the movies, and that's how I know we need Mike to be president for real. The first time I heard that, I was Uh like, nigga, what?
0: I would have been like that too.
1: Yeah. I will say this though i don't remember if it was this episode or later but i'm gonna go ahead and do this while i uh while i got everybody's attention on mike bloomberg (laughs) you know uh your boy told y'all he need to be in that damn um in that room in that in that in that um debate Mm -hmm. and to, to against all people's wisdom and shit and all this you know uh we shouldn't let a billionaire buy his way on stage while they changing the rules and i said Mm-mm, this is exactly what they need Cause and now he has to be accountable they put that pinata in the room and, and they, they, they if you guys ever seen office space
0: yes office space
1: they basically office space this nigga like he was that motherfucking broke ass printer or whatever and it was you can tell he wasn't prepared he was not he just broke Magnifique! i was not even gonna watch the debate but then when they said Bloomberg was in, I was like, man, maybe I will watch some of it. And we came home from dinner. It was just in time for the shit to start. Man, I turned that shit on. I said, oh, I'm so, I'm watching this for two hours. I was so glad I turned that TV on. Yeah. And every time Elizabeth Warren spoke, all I heard was to eat the beat. She was amazing. Oh, she came out swinging. Cause I feel like she ain't got nothing to lose. Look, Elizabeth strategically had fucked up from the beginning cause she had that non-aggression pack. And then she also just seemed to be like, uh, to me, she was trying to play nice, Mm -hmm. you know, because traditionally how people view women, I get why, but she was trying to play nice. And while nice was effective to a certain extent, I think it was limiting her because when she was out there swinging on them fools, oh, so much better.
0: Yeah. So much better. And it was the best. And and she was out there basically, let me tell y'all what this nigga did. This nigga did this. He did this. You know, did you know he did this too? You know what? Are you going to be held Uh, accountable? Don't speak. I still got
1: some more. I I got a checklist over here. I'm going to go down the checklist before I let you speak. And it wasn't just Bloomberg. Like I said, I actually watched the whole thing and i mean she was letting the chopper spray on all of them because she already knew this shit it's like why are you trying to be nice they don't give a fuck about you well not just that but like she know she knows that stuff but then she also works it into her point right like it's not just i'm shit like like pete Buttigieg decided to shit on amy klobuchar the whole night but it never made sense because it never really had a point to what what what, that was germane to the conversation and it kind of came off petty and mean you know not that amy klobuchar is a very sympathetic figure but to me it just came off like oh this is such an obvious it's so obvious that pete's instructions were if you whittle down amy klobuchar and Biden, those voters will go to you and that's and that's clearly what he set out to do. But it was so transparent and obvious. It didn't work for me. But Elizabeth Warren was out there like, oh yeah, and this motherfucker over here did this shit. That you know, like we t- while we talking about this topic, this motherfucker right here is whack on this topic. You know, she was so good and she seamlessly brings like race, gender, disability, all this stuff just into her pop- and- topics without it feeling like pandering or like she's trying to change the topic. She's like, and this is how this topic also affects race or this is how race affects this topic so we can't just talk about immigration and not talk about this racism and stuff like that so she was great but you know when you brought up bloomberg i, I knew i had to say something because uh maybe nobody else brings it up the rest of the time
2: I told you. What did I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Cause I told you. Mhm. And when did I tell you? A long time ago. And what did I say would happen when I told you? Exactly what just happened.
1: Mhm. Should've been took them gloves off, Liz. I hope it ain't too late. I hope it ain't too. We late We had to either. go early, but I definitely early voted for Elizabeth Warren today. The same. So we like I like I hope it ain't too late, sis, cause that shit was good i was like man she have been doing this for the whole fucking time time?"
0: yes because she might be in the lead yeah because the thing is the other other black woman that you know the negroes ran away would have been done talked about this nigga before he even
1: came on for a debate i don't know enough about harris's campaign i don't i I don't even really like talking about that because people get in the weeds or like well she ran a terrible campaign and all this shit i don't know about all that i just know niggas motherfuckers really stabbed stabbed her in the back and then turned around i was like who 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 stabbed her in the back while i'm holding this knife like oh okay niggas whatever anyway uh let's go to kim doc i loved your coverage of the gail snoop catastrophe i do appreciate his apology but like y'all said how ironic that he wants to talk in private when he committed the offense in public i think he was scared to get in a room with her with a camera to defend and over the top takedown well he is supposedly going on red tabletop You'd be on top of it, so that's they get the best bookings. That's that's probably the safest, softest spot he can go talk to black mm-hmm. women and try to do some relationship rehab with black women. Uh, compared to, I mean, there's no way he could li- be in a room with Gail King and and she not eviscerate this nigga. So, because I mean, that's the thing, man. Black men are gonna excuse it, but in general, th- there is no way for Snoop Dogg to be talking about. Respecting and and honoring people in the name of women and shit. It's just there is no way. Like you have to do so much mental gymnastics to excuse the way he acts, and the fact that he's the one trying to take offense. You have to do a lot. Like it just takes a lot of like giving him a pass that we don't give. We won't give any woman. Mm-mm, so never. you know it's shit. If Vanessa bryan came out and said some sideways shit that woman would go back to being a mexican and all kinds of shit that people would be you know they would they would kick her out of this whole nice space so fast if she said something sideways um so yeah it's he just got that benefit of being a black man and so i expect that to be kind of the same kind of ti thing where they're gonna ask him some tough questions but they're gonna be wishing and hoping for the best out of him and giving him you know the soft landing that he's going to need that's my guess I will be watching though I shudder to say it but Jordan won't be honored in the way we have honored Kobe again and again then again it's warranted I don't know I go back and forth with it because it's so it's to the point where LeBron would never be the greatest Laker now and I believe that's why he signed with LA you know what Kim Dodd I don't think LeBron signed to be the greatest Laker because I don't think it's possible Mm mm-mm Uh, yeah like lebron didn't have enough time in his career and and uh left to to eclipse any of those lakers yeah
0: he i don't think his goal was to be the greatest laker i think his goal was to win
1: yeah well i think he wanted to go to la for um his business purposes he's doing movies and stuff now he's doing a whole lot of video production stuff um got tv shows in the works all that stuff um the uninterrupted like he's Mm -hmm. like he's making that mogul move and we saw um we saw uh Magic do that before him. We seen Kobe uh start to do that. So I think that's a big part of it. I think the lure plan for LA is dope. I think LeBron's mm-hmm. not necessarily beholden to this you gotta play one place your whole career and just Mm-mm. live and career live and career die there. So uh he was never gonna be the quote unquote greatest Lakers. But they'll they'll make that argument of uh he's the greatest is he the greatest player to ever wear a Lakers jersey and stuff like that You'll, so he'll still be in a discussion like that but as far as what defines a Laker no that was never going to happen right. Um that being said though um, I understand going back and forth on the stuff because I mean Kobe had a complicated legacy man people don't like to hear that shit they want death to be simple and stuff but it's just not and uh people going to feel how they feel about it you know so um you know and and i think jordan when jordan passes it it depends on how he passes but i feel like he will be elevated beyond any player any in any sport ever you know depending on how he goes out uh this is just different this is like when tupac dies versus when jay-z dies like right the shock of it is part of it that you can't equate but you know i don't want to get out morbid and compare niggas to death especially when he you know george still alive so i'm I'm gonna leave it at that uh <laughs> 2044 big mama getaway driver also had a poll which was is jesse smollett low-key noble yes or no Mm-mm. no comments by the way no 90 percent of people agree with karen 10 percent of y'all say no i agree with amanda seals he was low-key noble for what he did so I wish I would have left a comment to explain that shit, but that's fine, right? You know I understand sometimes, it's like let me make this vote and get the fuck out of here before I get uh roasted Well,
0: that's why I explain myself,
1: yeah, like I ain't really got a good explanation, so um uh, wait, I think Kim Doc said she had another comment. Hold on, I'll try to go back. I only saw I only saw three comments, but maybe it came in during the show or something like that. Um, uh, going back refreshing oh there's one more comment okay Uh oh I love that Maya married herself I recall she was rumored in dating a billionaire a few years back affirm yourself nobody else will when they've deemed you fell off as a celeb and woo, Jesse I really have no words for how far as tumble down the mountain has been now the avalanche is bur- burying him yeah I saw people like kind of clowning the Maya thing but I don't, I don't like i hate to say it in this dismissive way but the same way i don't really care when any celebrity gets married why would i care that she married herself and from my understanding it's like promotion for a video and shit anyway like i saw people being like she must be crazy 40 years old that fine she ain't got no man i like or low-key one of the most sane things a fucking rich uh why is that only put on productive memory? white uh productive woman can do is it be like, why would I attach myself to any of these niggas? Right, right. What if she just happy? Yeah, that's only
0: attached to women. Yeah, you don't never claim no 40-year-old single man it's being crazy. Yeah, Jay-Z
1: was fucking a, a confirmed bachelor for like, what, 35, 40 years or some shit? Like, hey, man, that maybe she maybe there's nothing wrong with her at all maybe she don't want to maybe there's something right with her she's just like i don't want these niggas wasting my time I don't or, want you wasting my time I just, or taking I, my money yeah. i'm good this isn't a goal of mine i'm ambitious about other things you know a woman always gotta be crazy if they single for too long come on or they always gonna be attached to a fucking man right uh Brooklyn shoe Bay says regarding oh episode 2044 a wu-tang scam uh she says regarding random thoughts i hate booths at restaurants because i'm fat carry all my weight in my belly and the booths crush me yeah that's why i hate them too to be low, to be serious and like my- yeah so- sometimes it's not enough space and then um like and then depending on the um depending on the restaurant too just in general i i like a chair i feel like it gives me better back support yeah um you know it's more mobile i can get up and and leave you know like i don't know i like i mean i've always liked chairs and shit i've never been a big booth person even when i wasn't that fat but now it's just like this is no thanks
0: yeah and my thing is why don't they actually just look at people and be like uh, okay. Why, well, why would I cram you into a booth? Like, I think, you- well, I
1: think, I think couples love booths. Uh, they do. A lot of times, you know, uh, and a lot of people prefer booths, but I just they think, do. you know, I just think you should ask. That's all, you know, um, but it's not like, it's not like a huge deal or a deal breaker, but it's mm-hmm. like, if I have my choice and I'm the customer, I prefer to sit. And, and that's, like I said, that's before even I was fat. That was just in general. Like, I don't want to sit in the booth
0: yeah and i yeah and i've realized that a lot because a lot of times can i get a table because of times that's the first place they want to plop you're like can i get a table can i get a table can i get a A lot of times i said them up front can i get a table before we even move it's
1: always made me feel claustrophobic like i just don't i'm like i've never liked booths it's just i i don't like the feeling of it just in general um anyway uh, Brooklyn Shoebae says also I enjoyed the hell out of the photograph Issa Rae is fucking beautiful everyone in that movie was super fine I felt good watching it even found myself falling in love with Issa and Lakeith also all the dark brown people with their natural hair in this movie just made me smile it today god damn this movie got me in my feels glad you loved it mm-hmm. like I said I love that movie man and I fucking refuse to argue with these niggas no, oh, no. Not arguing with absolutely nobody. not dog like uh my girl uh my you know bossy uh we do this too much together she loved it loved it down and she was um like kind of wanting to talk about it and then you had these people online that were like so negative and all this stuff and you know bossy's like i'm about i'm going up for this movie like why y'all not buying out the theater for, to support this the way y'all did for all these shitty movies blah blah, blah all that stuff i said bossy it ain't even worth talking to these people about Mm-mm. it like this is not that situation like motherfuckers getting a, like i'm shitting on this attitude thing you gotta let them cook because they Nothing doing you it can do. you gotta let that ocean ride and you gotta remember like there's a lot of agendas yeah that you are not aware of well whether you're aware of them or not just the fact that their agendas mean you're not getting an honest conversation no you're not so people walking in there feeling like I don't like, say, Issa Rae. Or I don't like Insecure. I don't like the people that think they like Insecure. I, You know, that kind of shit. You, like, pfft, it just wasn't worth it, you know. Uh Ms. Barnes 72 says, Thank you for talking about personal space. I need a personal bubble around me. When I'm out in public at the grocery store, I will put a cart in between myself and the person behind me. I make sure that no one sits around me when I go to movies. And one time at a doctor's office, I put on Michael Jackson mask to assure that no one sat around me. It worked yeah I haven't gone that far necessarily but yes I like personal space like it's, it's so weird too because uh if you people love their personal space so many people right and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's to demean the point that I'm about to like I'm not trying to demean these people whose, whose point I'm about to be like but what about this right but when you the way people feel about men and this this like man spreading shit like and I get it it like i don't I, if i'm in a situation where i'm sharing space with people i want to do my best to like you know not take up extra space for people that need it right right but then they'll just like take a picture of a motherfucker sitting in a chair and it's like they you know they have balls so their legs are, are spread or just they're you know they're there by themselves so they spreading out a little bit more and putting their arm on a chair or something i, I i'm like What if that person just want their personal space? Like it's not like they just enjoying the fact I don't have a person around me and I can just spread out a little bit more. What if it's not even about you or trying to keep you from coming over there? Any of that shit. Yeah. And if you have space and they have space, what would be the fucking problem with that? Because it got to be about them. Yeah, it's so weird to me that that. I mean, I get the idea, and I'm not saying it's not a thing. I'm not one of these. I'm not trying to gaslight anybody, but like just to take a random picture of somebody sitting on like a park bench and they got their arm on the bench or sitting in the middle of it because nobody wanted to sit there when they sat down like i just don't see the point of it like what the fuck and if and i also like if you did want to sit there i don't know go ask him to sit there then if they say no take that picture like i don't know anyway dia says on the random thighs ride you mentioned someone sitting next to you at the movie theater may remember my cousin telling me about when she first started to commute to work on the train in chicago when she got on it was the start of the line and a woman sat right next to her on the empty train once the woman got settled she leaned over and said you look normal so i'm gonna sit next to you now because in a few stops other people will get on and they don't get, and they get to choose not me i always think of that when i get he um, said, you look normal when i get on public transportation I don't ride public transportation. I I, I don't know about
0: them problems. That does make sense. Uh, you know, because, yeah, you probably do get the crazies, the lunatics, the the people that want to jack off on the on the train and shit like that. You go, no, no, you look like you got some sense. I'm going to sit right here. All
1: right. You look like the nun jacking off crime. And right. I'm gonna you just, look like all your clothes will stay on the entire trip. I'm going to just go ahead and pick my battles right now. Right. So that's why even when me and Roger
0: do ride public transportation, I, I'm like, I'm fearful. I just, I, it's almost like an animal in the wild. I, just, I look down. I don't speak because I was like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, that's
1: when your cousin should have just been like, well, you guess wrong and pull out their dick and start jacking around <laughs> or her clip i don't know what she got in her pants whatever you pull out what's in your pants and you just go you're wrong. you guessed wrong ma'am i'm a freak blah, blah blah and then she'll be like no i'm gonna go back and sit where i'm supposed to uh <laughs> rego 1819 says hey rod and karen i know exactly how you feel regarding the self evaluation paperwork it is so frustrating one way that i started dealing with it is by keeping a hype list in the google doc every time i'm proud of my hype s- list Every time I proud of myself or my coworkers slash management give me props for doing something, I mark it down. Mm. There's no possible way that you or your superior can remember all the great things you bring to the table, right. even if you don't factor in imposter syndrome or introvertedness. So why rely on that when you can bust out your hype list and remind each other, each one of those mofos, how badass you really are? Hope it helps Rigo. Great idea. Yeah, that
0: makes sense.
1: Yeah, just an ongoing document. <laughs> yeah it makes great sense
0: because you're not gonna remember from this year to next year because they normally give you a mid-year and a year in most jobs so mid-year you ain't gonna remember in six months and your whole hell ain't
1: gonna remember in 12 months yep so if you're listening to this karen start doing it dark knight said really dark knight says hey y'all that was a lot of breakdown in this uh, to, there was a lot to break down in this episode you did a great job as always but what really caught my ear was a substitute teacher giving lap dances to fourth graders what kind of shit is this i don't know what in the hell has happened in the last 20 years or so uh 20 or so years where these teachers decide to have inappropriate ways with minors but here we are I absolutely disgusting
0: i do i know what happened nobody gives a fuck about people that actually go into teaching field that actually care about your goddamn children Teachers are underpaid, overworked. Teachers, unions and shit, they want to bust them up. You have a lot of teachers like, like, hey, I love children. Like, I actually love this field. Most teachers do not want to spend time with your kids outside of the working environment. They're like, send them niggas home. You know, but once you lower the standards, and you can literally have people that actually come into the classrooms, that have no teaching background, no teaching degrees, no teaching field, you can just, it's just open field. This, these are the end results and nobody ever wanted to talk about this but that's i actually think over the past 15 20 years we have people to go bitch i'm not getting paid no 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 little bit of money i'm not fighting the state i'm not doing this i'm not doing that and then you you know they just change careers or, or either like they have the teaching fellows and a lot of times once the teaching fellows end a lot of them will actually change go back to school get other careers so this is the end results of you not actually having people in the field that actually care about your children
1: we made so many cuts to education right. that at this point i feel like the only people that would take a job in the teaching field are people that want to fuck the kids i mean what other benefits are there to be in the teacher field at this point you're not respected you don't make no money
0: Mm-mm. and they
1: always cutting more money from the budget as is and they don't care about the school conditions your safety so i mean it's got people only got to be going into that field for the perks at this point like i guess i'll lap dance on some of these kids to pass the time because i damn sure ain't got enough money to go to the club on the weekend so i, I get it yeah, you a know you got tired of working two or three jobs she probably practicing for a second job stripping come you on know? so uh but uh Rigo go i mean really dark night goes on to say uh disgusting but let me ask you two questions is there a video and is she fine though got to do my research Peace. Oh, i um, don't know I, I think those are jokes karen oh <laughs> those are jokes uh, as prison abolitionists, we all agree that those white supremacists shouldn't go to jail, right? Yes. No. No, or just jail. No death penalty? Boo. <laughs> all right. Uh Karen? We all agree with that they shouldn't go to jail.
0: No, we don't agree that they shouldn't go to jail.
1: Okay. So thirty three percent of people agree with Karen that we don't agree that they should go to jail. Uh they that should, they shouldn't go to jail. Right. uh six percent of y'all True blue, y'all say yes, they shouldn't go to jail. So I I feel y'all 60%. Y'all with me. Y'all with me, okay? And then, just jail, no death penalty, boo. 61% of y'all think they should get like the death penalty or something. So, they guys go. Mm -mm -mm. And I for I just leave both of us blind. You know what I'm saying, y'all? I'm just trying to drop this knowledge on y'all. Keep y'all third eye open. uh 2046 the white azalea banks was the episode got like three comments on on this bad boy um talked about rose mcgowan and white people news i think Mm -hmm. um so uh let's get to the comments uh, Suave P says hey Ryder Karen just wanted to comment on the topic of Harry and Meghan not being able to use their royal duke and duchess titles for Brandon I actually agree with this I respect Harry and Meghan's decision to annex themselves from the royal family but when I heard they were still going to be referred to as the duke and duchess of sussex I didn't understand it my thing is if you're going, gonna break from your family then break from them hoes don't half ass saying it you uh saying you want to be independent of the queen but then use the duke slash duchess title in your branding. Do it expeditiously. If the only distance from your family is that you're moving to Canada and can't be called his or her Royal Highness, then you're really not doing much. It's like you want to be removed but still have the perks. Which don't get me wrong, I totally get but nevertheless it sounded like they wanted to retain their royal cake while eating it. I wish them well or whatever happens though but i don't necessarily see as the queen being petty for them wanting to leave i think she was just as confused as i was and was like say what now lol i get it like
0: i i I understand but i guess my thing is i don't know if this has ever happened before like is this in the like that's the thing it has to happen before i don't believe right so like if there was a rule book in there and they would go well oh when this happened these are the rules we follow cool but there's there's not a rule book that says in these situations these are the rules we follow so this is the rule that the queen made up
1: yeah um i honestly think um i think the queen is being petty but me too i also you have to remember me and karen do not give a fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, sorry, y'all so, people. So, no, we don't care. So you know, Before y'all right in. We don't. Yeah. So like, I understand this is really important to people that believe mm-hmm. in all this shit. But you know, kind of like religion for me, I feel like this shit is kind of silly that that they even have a queen and a fucking royalty and all this shit. Yeah, I was never really. I, I'm to be fair. I'm more into the idea of Megan the black woman uh from this like side of the globe being over there is more of an interesting story than anything to do with the the royalty over there i'm not an anglophile on any level so to me it does feel petty and you know kind of kind of like they didn't have to do that but at the same time i it's not like i care one way or the other
0: yeah and also for, for me like you said we don't care one another and what difference does it make if they use that name or not other than the queen was like the fuck you will
1: to, uh, no it's a reason that um th- that stuff with megan and harry is always in white people news right we don't care y'all
0: Mm-mm.
1: it's white people shit they don't want us to be caring about that stuff now mm. i'm not saying if you care about it it makes you white i'm just saying that is white people territory firmly you are firmly in the trenches of white people Terry yeah i mean there. don't deny it yeah so i don't really like congrats to them and everything but i don't i don't know the rules about it. i don't care about any of that shit uh E V E says the irony of carolyn flack of the caroline flack suicide was at the same british tabloid who ran megan and harry out of england are the same ones who are saying uh did they go too far with this woman and that people should be compassionate fuck them british tabloids are worse than american ones and people like pierce morgan can eat several bags of dicks fuck them i feel you the poll was did you lose any relationships with white people over trump yes and i'm white no i kept all of my white no i didn't have any whites to lose and yes and i'm not white karen
0: I guess yes and i'm not white because vicariously through you because once you once your white friends ended i just went on the way with you
1: yeah i feel like you more and uh no i didn't have any whites to lose so i
0: really didn't have no whites like to lose i'm sorry those were my
1: white friends not yours and i don't I guess, trying to colonize that's them. why i
0: said vicariously because when you left mm-hmm. i left too we all
1: left uh but i definitely was in the group that lost some white friends over trump uh 44 percent said yes and i'm not white which means brown people uh forty four percent of people in the poll that are brown said I I I I lost friends because, you know, Trump. Uh yes, and I'm white. Uh only two percent of the poll now, you know, that's coming from a very small group of white people who listen to this shit and vote in the polls, but only two percent said I'm white and I had to lose me some uh that might be JL Covan, you know how he is. You yeah, guys happens. he's not white, he's not black, he's JL. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> six-figure niggers, he to talk to <laughs> uh but yeah two percent um 20 percent say uh 20 percent say no i kept all my whites to which i have to say what do you shop at the whole foods where do you get your whites from where do you get your whites from what kind of oh do you just not care you just be like ah oh, they was always racist who cares <laughs> um <laughs> i mean i guess i guess they he didn't have to put no bleach on the whites we went to go early about today. we got ready got the car at the library i was like all right karen time to go make america great again
0: (laughs) i was like no what the hell is wrong with you oh
1: man uh did you lose any relationships oh the last one is no i didn't have any whites to lose so 34 percent of y'all didn't even have white friends to start with i don't blame you it happens shady dame says the reading rainbow segments uh spoke to my spirit my first husband was black and passed away 11 years ago and about six years ago i met a white guy and we were married this past summer my second husband is from mostly white insanely wealthy corte madera california our relationship has endured all of the trump drama but that mostly that's mostly because we have always had an open dialogue about race his daughter from his previous marriage is biracial and that hasn't stopped him from knowing that his biracial daughter has privilege that my kids who are unambiguously black simply doesn't have i let him know mighty early that the bar for him is higher because of his race and he needs to fight harder for all of the blackness as a tax for aligning himself with blackness as a tax he is required to be at every black lives matter rally he has to fight to the death for our kids when they face racism living in the city where i can go days without seeing another black face where his frat bros are being assholes call those fuckers out unfortunately i didn't have the conversation with someone that i have considered a best friend for over 25 years don't ask why i just didn't think i needed to have that talk with my bestie and that bitch not only voted for trump she is proud of that fact it breaks my heart because we almost raised one another's kids uh she was there with my first husband and my dad passed away now she's one of the mindless trumpians over the last few years i have stopped stepped away from our friendship because she is turning out to be a whole mess i say all of this just to sum it up with the james baldwin quote we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in in my oppression yeah man sad man i'm telling you man a lot of black people was in uh, well a lot of people were in mourning they were at the dead. trump because yes. you know there's kind of been a a constant consistent three or four years of mourning because it also was a cost a lot of people at least superficially what they consider to be friendships and some people yep. you found out the shit wasn't real till shit got real yep nicole s says I didn't lose white friends specifically over trump but i have let a few relationships go faded to the background over events that precipitated trump's rise like a distinct lack of empathy after the Charleston mur- massacre i have i have slash had a white friend that this is herself during trump's first year after i told her that i didn't trust her new liberal boyfriend who chose to name his dog after a famous nazi who was inaccurately tried to paint as a good nazi okay I don't know anything about that shit that's deep Michelle says I didn't lose any white friends cause of Trump since I already kept most of my white acquaintances who I suspected are the MAGA type at a distance before Trump arrived the racism isn't new yeah I feel you on that Stefan H says the night Trump was elected in 2016 I saw a decent chunk of my white childhood friends show their true selves oh man those are people I feel the worst for the, the people that was like I didn't know these motherfuckers were like this right the fuck is this I was kind of expecting it you know even before this election i started to part ways with other longtime childhood friends because i started remembering that i was nothing more than the good one to most of them it was very difficult to unsee it shit i remember one of them being scared that president obama was going to bring back internment camps during his term and well she was wrong because trump is literally doing that then again right but they support this one then again it honestly really wasn't about that Um, Mm -hmm. and just whiteness being uncomfortable with a black president so they allow fear and propaganda to be their bitch since the beginning of time i haven't even told that person that i don't want to be friends anymore but we haven't really hung out in a while so it's the pro pros at this point chucked her and her husband hubby all child uh also a childhood friend the deuce like denzel washington and mark Wahlberg, blowing up that car and two guns make it rain i don't have the time to explain my humanity to white people even past the white classmates who sadly repeat the same white flighty tendencies over and over it gets tired then i'm just stop being sad then i just stop being sad about about it and live my life the best i can their self-hatred misery loathing fragility is not the problem of black and brown people period Mm -mm. also i had a person hit up my dm on twitter discussing about my political tweets and when i gave her my honesty she turned into big boss fragile susan (laughs) proclaiming she didn't want to be interrogated by the way she wasn't a fellow childhood friend but i want uh specify what she does out of respect for anonymity uh, the incident was like two years ago obviously at that point I started being okay with myself and just went from there I definitely need to pick up Howard Bryant and I've been reading conflict is not abuse and wow it's a revelation I love it yeah I feel you Stefan man that book really changed the way I see a lot of shit Uh conflict is not abuse man I wasn't ready to read it like three or four years ago when I started but I just need to go through some things, and now I'm ready to receive all the messages. I'll be looking at people shit now, like, this isn't even about me. Uh-uh. And once you understand
0: that, it's easy, it's actually easier to navigate shit. You go, oh, this ain't about me. Your behavior is based off
1: of something else. yeah Uh, Lakita says, shout out to all those that had whites to lose. I started, I started seeing them that for what they were in 28, 2008. Never really had any close whites in my life, but for the occasion, by marriage affiliations, but them ones ain't crazy, laugh my ass off. Yeah, uh, I feel you on that. Um, and yeah, I, what's funny is I think before Trump, there's also, I could make a, I could have made this poll about after 2008. Cause I also feel like I, what, what Obama exposed is what led to Trump. Right. Like the election of Obama is where it all started. Even the Black Lives Matter movement started after the election of Obama mm-hmm. because black people felt empowered to ask for equality in a in a new different way different organized way um that they hadn't before or in a while anyway uh 2047 boneless thugs in harmony uh was an episode lotus flower says completely agree on the impact of social media i currently see a therapist for anxiety she suggested i restrict social media use because they believe it increases anxiety and depression also women and people of color are at higher risk to be targeted for harassment and bullying yep yep evie says come on son we all know that lovers and friends concert was a fake when we saw lauren hill as a headliner her chakras haven't been aligned since 2003 as for the man who kidnapped Uh the woman and made her watch roots i don't see where the crime was free him (laughs) no i will say this man someone hit us up on our facebook page and said that their company is the one that's working on the lovers and friends uh uh concert so i don't know Maybe she been a whole scammer the whole time, or maybe it's legit. But I do know this much: I can't imagine the jokes stopping. Okay, we're gonna continue. The joke's not gonna stop. We're gonna continue to have these jokes until the day of the concert, and everybody better show up and it better be dope. Because if not, it's gonna be jokes part two. Kim Doc says that festival gonna be a scammers delight. Look, Kim and Foxy been beefing since the beginning of the time. Brandy and Monica will put paws on each other as well. Come on, man, who suck? Who sucking from the Hennessy? Oh, let's <laughs> do a laugh emoji. Uh, Ka- uh, Lakita says I just came in to say that each time Karen says boneless thugs, I start hearing the intro to Notorious Thugs. Laugh my ass off, damn it, Karen. Uh, and then the poll was. <laughs> is the lovers in franceville really going to happen now i feel like this is where you know if you work for the company this is your chance to leave a comment and tell us why it was going to happen uh but yes without a hitch yes but it's going to be a clusterfuck or no it's not going to happen at all karen Mm, you know what i was going to say no but then no i'm going to say yes yeah yes without
0: a hitch no no yes the second yes yes but it's gonna be a clusterfuck yeah they're like we it's gonna
1: happen but what is gonna end up being who knows all right well nine percent of people say yes without a hitch 54 percent of people agree with karen and uh 37 say it's not gonna happen at all miss uh miss Barnes says good god all i see is mess shaking my damn head this is nothing but a good idea on paper first of all will lauren be on time in fact will any performer be on time is there insurance for the tickets like a case of no shows by performer shootings alcohol poisonings the weed will smell louder than hell and what's the food like no thanks all i see is the hottest of messes i am good i feel you on that um all right let's see i think we got one voicemail
2: Hey Rod and Karen, this is Tiffany. So I wanted to call because I was listening to Karen's random thoughts about performance reviews. And so I said, this is where I'm going to finally get to shine. So my job uh, is career development. I actually deploy performance reviews for about 6,000 employees across the organization. And I just want to give you guys like some tips and some ways to really like step into that with confidence. Uh I did I did get a really good chuckle when you were like, just lie. So don't lie. Uh simply <laughs> because you are gonna have to substantiate it. And even if you fluff it up a bit, your leader probably can't substantiate it. But essentially it's not really a matter of being humble, it's really about just adding color to data. So if you work in a call center, there's constantly these metrics and data you must kinda hit. But this kind of adds the person to it so they see kind of what you are struggling with, where you are really strong, how they can help you grow. And you can tell them, like, I really need more help and start things that support. Also, come with the facts. Write down, uh, keep like a running thing on your computer where you keep up with your accomplishments and things you really blew out the water and put those on there. You know, take ownership of your professional development as best you can, even setting your old goals. Um, and just think of your performance reviews like an Easter egg that you're dropping. So if you're not in the room or your leader's not in the room, there's something that speaks to you on how great you are. Um, you just never know how great that can be. Like I had a chance to basically match a young guy who is um, in his mid-20s, and he's been mentored by the company president simply based on some data that I had from him, and I felt like it was a chance to even the playing field for him so either way it goes i think you're amazing uh i would love to talk more about it if you guys want to have me on for a show but either way i love you keep keep up the good work y'all have a good one bye
1: bye bye. all right i you know i bow to your superior knowledge i don't work in the field but mm-hmm. i i would you know obviously my thing is to just go ahead and lie now the thing about the line for me though is like I don't feel like it's really lying if you can do it you know what i mean like so if you uh if you want to pump up your uh your positives i think we sh- we should be more encouraged to do that because i think black people and women always play down their positives and uh the accuracy and being real shit ain't really what's seen to work when motherfuckers applying for jobs and promotions and all that stuff like to seem like the people that be lying be getting ahead but i don't work in the field so i bow to your superior knowledge tiffany we appreciate you calling in thank you baby and uh giving us some game because you know that's not how i would have did it um (laughs) let's see uh i um i think this is for the regular show i don't remember if i read this but i'll karen if i read this or it sounds familiar let me know i'll go to the next one okay uh it's from donald man i'm listening to the nerd off at this very moment playing ps4 trying to cope with this tragedy bro you all, okay so it's about kobe don this is from january i, I must have read this right you probably did if you didn't you need to move it to balls deep time about kobe um well that's the thing you listen to the, the nerd off he said so i i think it's just all a general a i think off. it's okay. just a general email it's not for the nerd off or any of that I, oh, okay anyway i'm gonna finish reading it um you and karen unbeknownst to you have been there uh for me during personal tragedy my stepdaughter was killed three years ago and i swear to whoever there is to swear to that if i haven't learned from you guys that it's okay for men to cry i really don't believe i'd be here your advocacy for mental Mm -hmm. therapy helped me to not feel ashamed seek help for situations that were unbearable for me and my family i can't understate Uh, you guys impact on someone you've never met even though I'm right here in South Carolina and wouldn't know, wouldn't know from Adam. Kobe, his daughter, and the other passengers passed and hit a different place for me personally as a father. And just imagining being in that situation with your child, to be clear, this isn't so much about Kobe's tragedy as it is about dealing with loss and any kind of hurt. I just felt compelled to share with you guys while still here and you're here to receive it i apologize this may be long and not specific to any episode yeah that's why i put it in okay there. uh but crazy as it may seem you and your the blackout to community are my friends and my peace you help me to understand things from a different perspective i may have missed whether i agree with you or not i'm not super articulate or anything but i hope you understand what i'm saying and the bottom line is i wholeheartedly thank you for being you and spreading your message and from from a place of love y'all have changed lives more y'all have changed lives man love you guys p.s tell justin i want him to i want to hit wanted to hit him up at the fair but i didn't want to be all uh intrusive to him and turk Ah, uh, oh, oh i think y'all you tweeted that i mm-hmm. think
0: yeah because i remember justin had mentioned that yeah or
1: uh, yeah either you tweeted that or maybe dm'd him or something but yeah he told me that uh uh about somebody at the fair that either he say hit him up or they or something like that or they didn't come through um but thank you man i I appreciate it i'm glad we can help edify anybody's life man Mm -hmm. you know it is important especially i you know i uh, not to demean black men in general, but I think it is important for us to be able to like cry and, and stuff because it just seems like tap the whole, into your emotions. You are not robots. The whole world is just trying to tell you that that's just some shit you don't do or that uh whatever. And it's like if dog if I'm telling you so many so many men in general because they don't cry, they hurt people. And I think right. and that I pain think is gonna come out. People don't make that connection, so they just think it's... they like crime's not really just for you even though it is and that's okay but it's also for the people around you man like we can't just turn ourselves into rocks and uh whatnot because 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 then you just kind of become a weapon and all that shit you don't express in that way comes out it's gonna come out one way or the other it's alone you know it's like if you if uh it's like if you stop up a a a dam or some water or whatever if the water's gonna overflow it's gonna go over the dam and it's not going to be nice, right, it's going to destroy everything, Winnie Wright said, hey Rod and Karen, this is make Daniel Daniels from the chat room, in order to make it even easier to support black artists, writers and their work, as you mentioned, during the library feedback shows, for those who are interested thank oh, you, oh, thank you baby Uh this is The Rope, a story from the Great Migration by Jacqueline Woodson, and James Ransom, uh, who was the illustrator Woodson was the author, what do you, oh, you know, I'll put it in the show notes yeah, there you go I'll put it, um put in the show notes yeah there you go okay, thank, you, thank you for this work was, thank was, you because i'm not going to remember this one. i'll come back to this email at the end of the time Karen mm-hmm. will remind me when i make the show notes yes uh let's see article contribution for black history month by dia who says hey Ryder Karen, i sure you've seen this uh but it seemed like something i'd hear about on the show uh oh yeah well we talked about them that had to watch roots uh <laughs> when the black man put a when the black man kidnapped her and made a watch Roots to... To help her out with her racism <laughs> uh, Tori writes in self-evaluations hi Rod and Karen I wanted to start off by saying that I love your podcast you guys give great advice and life lessons I was listening to episode 2045 you all were talking about work self-evaluations I believe self-evaluations are a good way to express yourself to your employer I used to give myself a lower score trying to be humble but over the years I realized that some managers and employers, employers might use that self-evaluation score against you right yeah I think when you've had a bad work situation because like you know Tiffany expressed what i think the ideal positive work, work environment situation. yes and your and your working like,
0: environment they're actually all positive but a lot are not
1: well and i think karen is in a positive situation now Correct. but she still had the reflex of being in a negative situation mm-hmm. but yeah I, I think you know that and honestly like for me i'd rather my manager tell me i'm not doing as good as i think but you know i, I this is a preference uh, I started to give myself five stars and list all the things I do really well as a positive reflection of my work. I noticed it was my favor over the years. My review score and raise has gotten higher. <clears throat> it was a difficult adjustment to praise myself, but once I did, I was rewarded in the higher pay and confidence in myself. Thank you for what y'all do, Tory. Uh, thank y'all for the great podcast. Yeah, the thing I will also add, and this I meant this even when I told Karen that Karen's lie is going to be closer to the truth than Karen's truth. So. <laughs> you guys know what i mean like
2: cause
1: <laughs> if you just say something like like it's like if you say hey how good of a, a three-point shooter are you well if somebody's humble they'll be like i'm okay and maybe they're really good you know and if someone's bragging they're like i'm really good and i'm like well that's closer to the truth is your what you think is the lie is the truth um Miss Barnes says I hurt myself laughing oh my god I was listening to some older podcasts from around episode 1813 we're not in Texas anymore and oh my god I hurt my stomach and back and messed up my contacts laughing in between the fool that thought it was a good idea to pledge Q at the dis- at the d- at the disabling age of 45 Come on. And, the hood, and the hood talent show rendition of the Wiz oh man that was a great episode mm-hmm. I remember that I was surprised that my neighbors have not called 911 on me or to check them to- on me to make sure i'm okay damn shane they don't care anything about me but anywho i finally have my push to put the cash in the collection plate but back to that food pledge queue, good god i hurt myself sleeping so i can't imagine the fool trying to pledge come on sleeping yes rolling over what reasons are you proving providing to disability uh yeah because he was like i i need to get disability for it i'm like man what are you thinking uh, what reason are you what reason are you providing the disability? I decided to hey to be Hayes at the ripe age of forty five. This dumbass shaking my damn head. Anywho, I ain't, I am now contributing. Love y'all. Miss Barnes seventy two. Thank you, Miss Barnes. And yeah, I remember that episode. I was like, What the fuck was he thinking? They're like, you can't even survive that ass whooping when you young. <laughs> right. Like, you barely make it then. Oh my goodness. Uh last oh, one aches and pains and hurting for no reason come on last one anthony w says hey ro- hello rod and K- hello karen and rod good uh long email comment first i wanted to say how much i enjoyed the and appreciate the reading rainbow segments i'm always hitting my notes app to add to my reading list thanks for that second the black capitalist segment is my new favorite thing Back when y'all were discussing the drama around Lena Waithe's show, The shy and how anybody can defend or push back on, on being canceled because we have the words now, it really just opened a whole new door to me. If you know the right words, you can defend pretty much any agenda. So to see you uh, use this new treacherous kung fu skill to create black capitalists and prison abolition agendas is a thing of comedic genius. Thank you. I appreciate that. Glad you get it lastly i saw in the news that western duke and zazzy beats have a sci-fi drama movie coming out um which got me to thinking about how many movies we've had lately with black folk in leading and supporting roles along with the variety of genres those movies fell into after looking at this list of 2019 movies and some 2020 movies it reminds me of another agenda the i'm tired of black people only being in slave movies oh yes one mm-hmm. of my least favorite agendas Mm-hmm. and
0: them agendas ain't gonna go support this other shit
1: right uh all right um but yeah that, that that's that's people's uh we started off kind of talking about that that way people get quote-unquote triggered by the one or two movies about that shit every year and as, as if we're supposed to skip over all black struggle in the history of america when making movies anyway do you think that i'm tired of slave movies crowd overlaps with the i'm tired of tyler perry movie crowd yes mm-hmm. anyway thanks for reading my long email peace y'all and he went through the list here's the list this is to just 2019 uh february 2019 what men want starring Taraji p hansen uh high flying bar bird starring andre holland and zazzy beats march tyler perry's A medea family reunion us starring Lapita nyongo april Little star Issa Rae, Regina Hall, Marside Mountain, May twenty nineteen, The Intruder star Michael Ely and Megan Good. The Sun is also a star, Yara Shahidi. Ma starring Octavia Spencer june the last black man in san francisco starring jamie jimmy falls shaft starring sam jackson jesse usher and richard roundtree october 2019 dolomite is my name starring eddie murphy gemini man starring will smith black and blue starring naomi harris and tyrese gibson 2019 of uh, november uh harriet that's your slave movie uh cynthia revo leslie odom jr and lanelle uh, janelle Monet. Wave, starring Kevin, uh, Kelvin Harrison and Sterling K. Brown. Uh, Queen and Slim, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Jodie Turner Smith, King Woodbond. December 2019, Just Mercy, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And Clemency, starring Alfred Woodard and Wendell Pierce. And then February 2020, The Photograph. Yeah. One of those movies is about slave movies. About slaves. Maybe three of those movies was about, like, some actual like just mercy and clemency about trauma um, yeah yeah you can make
0: know about all other some of those movies horror good some of them movies yeah. flopped
1: yeah like it's but the point to me is that you have a variety of shit mm-hmm. there's no reason to be like every movie is a tyler perry movie there's no reason to be like every movie is a slave movie there's no reason to even be like every movie is a black trauma movie like you it know it doesn't make sense i think if you truly break down yeah and, and he left some out yeah 21 bridges bridges. yeah so i think if you truly break down what people are what i think if they truly break down what they're really trying to say i don't ever want to think about these topics and that's the thing that's taboo to say so instead they say every movie's about these topics when it's just not true it's not factual but if they were to say if they were to say like even if every movie's not about i don't ever want to like this experience i don't ever want these store i don't want these stories to be told that which is the taboo thing to say but that's the truth they don't even want these stories to be for me personally fuck that i absolutely tell these stories we can't at once be like why are we so ignorant to the struggle why don't we appreciate our ancestors why don't um you know why isn't there enough black stories being told on the screen blah blah we can't be like that and then at the same time be like and then let's just take 400 years off of the fucking books of black history we're not talking about that ever like nah man uh so i i don't want to see that and every year I, I always see at least one movie where i'm like i didn't even know that shit happened you know i watched just mercy I was like didn't even know this person was doing this work didn't even know he was still down there doing this work uh you know didn't know how many people they got off of death row and all that stuff you know so anyway it
2: matters until next time we'll be back tomorrow i love you i love you too